Welcome to Shift Your Reality Podcast. My name is Kübra Özgüvenç, a happiness alchemist, chemist, coach and astrologer. I started this podcast to share the journey that helped me and will help you to reach your highest potential and live your dream life. Let me give you a clue. It's about noticing your true needs, having more self-compassion, accepting your authentic self with love and reconnecting your worthiness. So join me and get ready to shift your reality. Hi everyone, today I'm here with Lauren. She's a courage coach and hi Lauren, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. And um, well, would you like to share a little bit about yourself and your story, how you started with uh, coaching? Because I, I know that you have an amazing story behind this coaching scenario. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll happily share. I'll try and keep it as concise as possible. Um, so hi, everyone. So I'm, yeah, as, as you very nicely introduced me, I'm the Courage Coach. And my whole background is that, so I actually have a history um, as a singer, songwriter, and recording yes. artist. And for my entire life, I say, I have to say that because if I'm 70 years old, I'm only in my 30s. But up until my mid-20s, I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a singer and songwriter so badly. I wanted to tour. I wanted to record. And, you know, I wanted to have, like everybody, to pursue my dreams, to pursue my passions, to have deep, connected relationships, to travel, to have adventure. But I was kind of, I got to my mid-20s and I realized that I was sort of not quite going for it as one should. I was sort of, I don't know if I could swear on this, but half-assing it a little bit. You know, I was really getting in my own way. Um, and I think I one day I was sort of scrolling through TED Talks and I came across Brene Brown's talk the power of vulnerability and it like smacked me in the face like a hammer because it made me really realize and own up to the fact that my fear of putting myself out there being vulnerable the fear of failure the fear of what other people might think you know dimming my light and really playing small for a number of reasons meant that I was getting in my own way and as, as short as possible I did a lot of work I did a lot of work on myself. I was like, I'm going to get out of my own way. I'm going to start <laughs> choosing courage. I'm going to learn what it takes to be courageous. And from that moment on, so much changed. I then, you know, got a bank loan and recorded, went to Nashville, written, wrote and recorded my first album. The album's called We Will Need Courage. And you can see courage really flowing through every part of my businesses. Um, I then got opportunities to tour around UK and Europe, supporting like Anastasia around Europe and traveling around Italy and uh, performing the songs that I wrote about courage. Wow. And then, and then I was able to write record my second album, which is uh, I released in 2020, peak pandemic. Um, and the album's called Woman in the Arena, again after the Man in the Arena quote. So everything that I've done in my music career only happened because I chose courage and I kept using courage and I built up my resilience and I worked on my self-esteem and my self-worth. But by doing that, by building my courage, it started impacting me in other ways, like my relationships, my body image, my self-worth, my self-esteem, everything. And when the pandemic hit and all of my music touring stopped, so unsurprisingly, I had a lot of time on my hands and I'd already started kind of consulting and coaching other artists. And I was so passionate about sharing my message about courage um, and really showing people like what it really means to choose courage and get out of your own way and knowing how it feels before and after. I was so passionate about it. 
And so the pandemic gave me the opportunity whilst locked inside in London for such a long time to train. And I trained in hypnotherapy, emotional freedom technique, um, NLP, life and success coaching, and now training in positive psychology and human design because I wanted more tools to fully validate and support the work that I wanted to do with people. And that's what I've been doing ever since, really. So since October 2020, I've now been coaching full-time, still waiting for the music stuff to kick off as well, because my dream is to do both. And I've been fortunate enough that I've been working with people all around the world, helping them actually choose courage, get out of their way, and do the things they want, like start a new business or start dating or whatever it is for them. Well, uh, when I think of that way, um, music is something that nurtures our soul. And what you're doing right now is also uh, somehow have similar effects, I guess. Yeah, well, I, li- I, hope, I like to think so. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's the, um, the messages in all my songs were very much about, you know, life lessons. Like, re- I'm, I'm obsessed with human beings. So all of my songs were either in my own experiences or the experiences of my friends and family, much to their dismay. Um And for me, it's just, I have such a fascination with human beings and our relationships and how we get in our own way about things. And that's laced in my music as well as my coaching now. So it's great to be able to do it in two very different ways that still, in my opinion, make an impact on people. Okay. um, And how how do you work with with people on like being courage? How do you support them? How do you do that? Actually, you mentioned the methods, but um, when someone needs support, is it for example, self-sabotaging or, I don't know, uh, self-gaslighting, who should um, come to you for help, actually? Yeah, no, it's interesting because when I first started, um, I was doing general courage coaching, you know, which people mm-hmm. often will sort of, it feels quite vague, but ultimately if people just want more confidence and courage to do the thing. Yeah. But then it evolved that because I was able to grow my, because, you know, being able to choose courage meant that I was able to grow my coaching business much more quickly because I had the courage to do the inner work, to get resourceful, to maintain resilience, to put myself out there on camera. And I'm sure you, you and all of your audience knows that it takes a lot to put yourself out there, to get, you know, to, to admit where things aren't quite right, to pivot, to do the work, to put yourself out there time and time again. And even if your first launch doesn't go so well to keep picking yourself up. So because of the work I was already doing with myself with Courage, I was able to grow my coaching business and quit. I worked at a label as well um, and take her coaching full time very quickly. And so a lot of people were coming to me being like, because of the pandemic saying, I would love to start my own business too. I just don't have the courage to do it. I have no idea where I even start. So I actually ended up Predominantly, I think 80% of my clients are new or aspiring business owners wanting to start their own business, but they don't have the courage and the confidence to put themselves out there. Self-sabotage, self-doubt, fear of judgment, name it, people have it, Um, you know, not being good enough. And so I created this program which combined the courage coaching, the mindset work with, but let me also show you how I did it, like the step-by-step. Yes, and that's please. been the, the main way that I've worked with people. It's been new business owners. But I do get a lot of people coming to me just saying, hey, I need courage. I want to be going for this job or I want to start dating again or I just want to feel like more unapologetically me. Like I just mm-hmm. want to feel like I can be myself. And I have some clients who come to me who just say, I don't feel like I'm like myself. I feel like I'm people pleasing and I'm playing small and there's so much I want to do. It might be a business, but often they don't know or they haven't yeah. thought of. And it's just really helping them navigate like who are you? What do you want in life? And then let's actually go and do it. And that's really the the premise of my coaching. And you know, Courage Academy was my first group program where the majority of people in it were 
new business owners, but or business owners, but actually I am speaking to people who are in the next round and it's, it's varied. It's going to be people coming in for different reasons, but all want the fundamental skills to be able to choose courage. Yeah, the word courage took my attention when I first saw your publishing and so uh, this is how we met already. And um, I, I'm curious, what do you think the relation between courage and self-worth? What do you think about Huge. that? <laughs> I think we have so much crossover and, and I love your messaging because, you know, I often say that, you know, courage isn't just feel the fear and do it anyway. Like, I, I hate the messaging. People are like, oh, go be fearless. It's impossible to be without fear. It's impossible to be fearless. And actually the cornerstones, the sort of pillars of being able to be courageous really comes down to your self-worth, your self-esteem, your self-efficacy and self-confidence because first and foremost if you don't think you're worthy of love if you don't think you're worthy of success of money of happiness then no amount of me saying go off you know feel the fear and do it anyway isn't going to do anything you have to build those those, those pillars of self-worth and self-trust and self-confidence in order to be courageous because if you don't believe you're worthy of something there's absolutely no way you're going to be able to go for the things that you want it's going to manifest itself in so many different ways that's going to block you from what you want yeah yeah that's incredible and um well the other thing i would like to ask is what is the number one belief or fear that your clients have that's stopping them from choosing the courage i would say although it manifests itself in different ways the core belief of like i'm not good enough I'm not good enough to do this. I, when it, you know, it may come up in I'm not smart enough or I'm not, you know, I don't have enough connections, whatever, but it all comes back to this deep-rooted belief. And I think especially with women, I think I could go into it, but I won't for everyone's sanity. But, you know, we are socialized as women to not feel good enough because if we felt worthy, and I know you're sure you'll know this, if we felt worthy, if we felt good enough, if we loved our bodies, we all felt worthy of, of everything, well, then we're not, no one's going to be selling us anything. Because a lot of the products out there and a lot of the, you know, a lot of the companies that make billions are feeding off our low self-worth and, and feeding of our low self-confidence. And so it's in everyone else's best interest to keep our self-worth low. You know, otherwise all the beauty industries and the dieting industries and everything else would crumble. And so I think we are socialized to not feel good enough because that's what keeps us buying stuff. Anyway, political rant over. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. I, I need to think about that a little bit more because, um, yeah, this is actually why we are buying these big brands, even though we fe we feel like, okay, this doesn't worth that or worth it, maybe, I don't know. But uh, why we are paying more than we can afford is basically the, our um, effort to feel worthy, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, one of the things that, you know, I know that I obviously sell my services to people who want it, who want to feel those things. And, but, you know, I pride myself on that when a client comes to me and I could quite easily try and get them into a loop of keep renewing, working with me. But if I say, no, you don't need me, you, I want you to try and take this on yourself now and self-coach and have the space. You can come back to me if you want at any point, but I actually encourage my clients sometimes to finish the time we have together and spend some time to them, to themselves and proving that they don't need me because I don't ever want to become a crutch. And I want people to really stand in their own space. And I think that, you know, not being part of that consumerism sort of problem is, is quite important to me. 
yeah that that's that's awesome that's that's actually incredible because um you, what you are doing is to make this pre- person um feel herself worthy and um see her authenticity etc and um just creating a space to see that and that she is capable of doing it by herself already it's a big step to uh nurture her courage i guess yeah and i had a client recently who you know i did say to her you know she's going to come back to me for some more coaching but i said like i want you to just see what comes up when you don't have me in your back pocket every day because that's what my coaching is is you have the sessions yes but in between we had my one-to-ones have voxer support and so for me i was like i want to see what comes up when you don't have me to feed into every single day i want you to see how you can self-coach yourself and then it's not a problem of they need to come back to me. it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them or they're broken it's just an opportunity to see okay, how can I put this into practice in, on my own mm-hmm. without constantly going to me for that support? Because it's just a test to see, like, what have I learned? What can I take on myself? But then also, okay, where do I still need more further support and guidance? And then they come back to me. Um, and that's what I find to, could be a really powerful moment for my clients because then sometimes I go, actually, I'm good. And then sometimes they're like, no, I would love some more support. But it's just to sort of test their resilience a little bit. I was super curious about which uh, was your favorite song <laughs> because oh. I'm, I'm curious why it's your favorite song because there, there has to be a reason um, that it comes through your heart and your experience in life so I, I'm curious if it's related to your message or not <laughs> of my own songs yes your own songs <laughs> oh what is my favorite song oh that's a difficult one Uh, I think I think just because I'm currently in the midst of doing a lot of like date um, courage with dating content this is the one that's come to my head so there's one song I've got on my second album called it was worth it and for me it's one of my favorite songs I have other songs which I love because they're much I don't know they're more they're more darker and they've got more depth to them in the sense of um infidelity or or toxic relationships but the ones that are poignant to this message and it's particularly around this time because it's obviously valentine's day next weekend next week is it was worth it because for me one of my biggest challenges to choosing courage was in relationships you know i often found it very difficult to fully like be vulnerable yes i had relationships but i was always they were always safe relationships you know there weren't really relationships where i fully allowed myself to be seen fully allow myself to be in this relationship because the lyrics in the song say love is insane like we actively choose to be involved in something that is 100% going to hurt like 100% whether it's yeah. a breakup or whether it's death it's one it's a guarantee to be incredibly painful And yet we voluntarily go into it. And I think it's such a fascinating thing for me to be like, you know, it makes no sense. It's illogical to go into something that we are no 100% is going to be painful. But the, the, the courage that it takes to still participate in love and to still have those experiences, you know, and I learned from Brene Brown's work is that, you know, we can't selectively numb emotions. If we want joy and passion and love, we have to have a pain and sadness and anger And it's about having the courage to, to experience all of that in one. And so the song, It Was Worth It, is about me actually saying, like, love is illogical uh, and I don't understand it. And then it's almost, the, the song evolves to saying, but maybe I don't, if, I, if I'm kind of dismissing love, 
then maybe I don't, I've never fully experienced it. And then the whole song is all about how I want to find someone, and this is years ago, that is worth falling apart for. To love someone so much and to be loved so much that it's even when it's the most painful time ever, whether it's a breakup or a death, I will still say that was worth it. Wow. Because I experienced love. So for me, that's one of my favorite songs. It's quite an upbeat song, but lyrically, it's, it takes you down that journey of this is insane. Why are we all doing this? And then me coming to terms with the fact that, no, I want to have the courage to really feel everything. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I think, no, I, I don't think it's dramatic, but I think it is courageous, actually. <laughs> it's a courageous change I, uh, because especially before uh, Valentine's Day, thanks for bringing it up <laughs> on the table. And um, so basically your message is if you feel something, just go for it, I guess. Because yeah, I think yeah. Even though it hurts, it brings you expansion. It brings you a different perspective to many things. Actually, I'm re I remember my uh, love stories. I I had crazy stories around love, and um, last time I remember once I I was feeling okay. If that is love, I don't want to fall in love again, because it was so painful and i remember i i did i did not have any energy at that time so this is where um i met with my soulmate and i think if i wouldn't have that previous relationships i wouldn't be mature i wouldn't be ready for my soulmate so um jumping into all love opportunities uh with in a courageous way kind of prepared me to that day that i met my soulmate so it's a profit <laughs> even though you have lots of pain when you have this yeah and i you know i admire what you're saying because you know you're you've got had experiences that weren't great i'm sure everybody has but to then still be willing to put yourself out there and be in a relationship with your soulmate, you know, and whether you are together for four years, eight years, 20 years, 70 years, whatever, you know, every love relationship will end. It doesn't matter. And it's not, you know, some of them last longer than others. But I think for me, it's about courageously and consciously dating. And I think, you know, not just assuming that all relationships should be painful. I don't want anyone to think, oh, it's supposed to be painful. No, relationships shouldn't be majority <laughs> painful. I'm just saying that it will always end in pain because it will end a breakup or, or that person will die, touch wood. But, you know, it's inevitable. And I think for a lot of people, once they've had a couple of bad experiences, the idea of fully allowing themselves to be loved again and, and to, to love someone, after all of those bad experiences, whether they've been broken up, whether they've been heartbroken, the courage to choose to date again is huge for people. And I've had a couple of clients where that has been the one thing we've worked on. You know, they come to me for business stuff, but really they want a connection. They want a relationship, but they're afraid because they've had such a terrible, you know, heartbreak before. And I think I commend you for still being open and still having the courage to be open to, to a relationship. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we need courage for business or for something else that totally seems unrelated to our, you know, heartbroken. It's always the heartbreaking story <laughs> bringing itself to the table. Well, I think it's it's interesting actually because the more I've done this work, and I would never have known this a year and a half ago. I think I've learned this mostly in the last year that you think that courage in one area is unrelated to the other. But actually, you know, heartbreak and relationship challenges 
are ultimately going to be triggering old wounds, childhood stuff, old triggers, beliefs about the cells, like, oh, I'm obviously not good enough. All of the stuff that the heartbreak and the relationship stuff triggers in us will be triggered in business as well. Like if you fundamentally don't believe you're good enough or you're not you know, smart enough or pretty enough or worthy enough in relationships, I'm willing to bet that that's coming up in your business. And so doing the inner work, doing the mindset work is not only going to impact your business, but it's going to impact your relationship because... If I'm working with someone just on business, I know full well that releasing the beliefs that they're not good enough, that they're and building up their sense of self-worth and confidence, that's going to feed into other areas of our life. They're obviously going to be different things, but I do think that if we don't, if we aren't addressing the underlying fears that we have and the, and the old wounds that we have without getting too therapeutic on it, but it's going to be impacting other areas of our life as well without us really fully be fully aware of it. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Um, do you have anything, any tips to share um, with people, with our audience? Um, I don't know. I, I like quick tips that I can apply right away when I'm re- listening to a podcast and so. Yeah, I think the, the main one is really when it comes to courage, when it comes to anything like this, whether it's business or relationship, is becoming incredibly self-aware. Because you can't make any changes. You don't know where you need to focus your energy and do the work until you fully know what's coming up for you. So everything I would suggest is get into the habit of being aware of your thought patterns, the the, the little voice in your head that pops up, whether it's dating in relationship, you know, in business. Um, taking a time out of every single day to journal, to explore what's coming up for you, to get to know yourself. Because in dating, in business, everything, it's all about knowing who you are, knowing what you know, what's going on for you and then knowing where to go from there, like building from there, releasing from there. So just one key tip, if you're not already doing so, become very self-aware, journal, take notes, you know, whatever you need to do, but get to know what's going on for you. And uh, there is a free gift that you are sharing with the audience. Um, thank you for this. And it is also something related to the subject, I guess. No? Well, it's a workbook. Yes, it's, um, it's a free workbook. It's, um, it's called my Life of Courage workbook. And it's really just about giving people an opportunity to explore each area of their life in turn and sort of getting honest with themselves. I mean, okay, in my career or in my finances, in my life, in my love, you know, what... If this was a 10 out of 10, what it, would it look like? And kind of getting, having the opportunity to reflect on each area and knowing, okay, where am I not being courageous? Where could I have more courage? And then it takes you through these questions, which really helped me is understanding, you know, if I went for this, whatever it is, starting a business, going for a relationship, and it didn't work out, what am I afraid of? And again, it's that self-awareness. And then it's like, what am I really afraid of? What is it? Why am I afraid to do this? You know, if I went for it and everything worked out, what am I afraid is, is going to happen? What will I lose or what will I gain? And really just actually getting, breaking down the things that you want and being honest with yourself. What are my fears? But ultimately, what would this do for me if I actually went for it? Because often often people say, oh, I'm going to fail. And I'm like, okay, well, what does failing look like in a week? If you, if you haven't got something in a week, in six weeks, this is, you know, and everyone, every one of my clients' version of failing is very different. So it's kind of an opportunity just to start exploring what you actually want and like what your life of courage looks like and then breaking it down from there. So we should keep trying until we break the glass ceiling. <laughs> well, depending what it is, you know, I won't say that about relationships, but, you know, failing is only the, when you quit or if you never start. To me. Well, yeah. You, yeah. 
well eventually it is something we created in our head like it's a self-limitation it always i don't know how to say this but we are living in our own limitations limited world and changing it also requires to take the action and change our definitions of failure success and happiness even uh, we should redefine sometimes what happiness means for our for us because i see many people are taking the action for the things or they are trying many different things but yet uh, in the at the end of the day they are still not feeling happy because they are living by others truth not theirs so taking the action and being courageous will bring them to the joy and what they need to do at the next step for themselves and the thing you just suggested being aware of what they are feeling right now what they're doing and um th this is something can change our lives <laughs> yeah and i love that you just brought that up about you know happiness because also it can take i mean it does take courage to also then kind of admit when you're trying something that you don't actually want. Like I actually, this is something that I've experienced more with artists and creators that I worked for, I worked with. Um, but I see this a lot, the people think, oh, you know, I should have this kind of business or I should have this kind of success yeah. or with an artist in particular, like, oh, I should want to be as successful as Beyonce and be signed to a major label and, and travel. And more often than not, the courage to admit you don't actually want that. Yeah. It's quite it's quite shattering, you know, because they, they, we get into this whole like what it should look like, what success is, what happiness if it is, and actually getting an artist to recognize, but you actually would looking at your values and what you want, you want to be married and have three or four children and live in a farm somewhere and yeah, being signed to a major label and traveling the world would be actually your worst nightmare. But you've got it so in your head that if you want to be a musician, that if you haven't become Beyonce, then you failed, and so the, they're constantly consciously working towards this level of success that they don't actually want but it takes a lot of courage to shift what you were planning for and shifting what you realize because a lot of that comes down to what other people's judgment are because everyone's like oh if you didn't make it you're a failure and it's really taking the time to kind of stay in your lane and not worrying what other people will think but that takes it starting something but also stopping something exactly both takes a huge amount of courage but it's about yeah as you said finding what actually makes you happy and it's it's a huge identity shift for people and i think that actually admitting that you don't want something is often harder than admitting that you want it yeah actually this is why i said my previous relationship were uh preparing me to my uh, final destination because I, at that day when I said I don't want love if it's something that painful at that day I was certain about what I don't want in a relationship and being sure about what you don't want brings you the goodies that you deserve <laughs> 100 and actually that's a huge thing that I did and also I do with my clients is that is consciously dating like we so many people just end up in relationships and i'm putting my hand up here as well you know i have ended up in relationships in the past where you know two years in i'm like oh like i don't remember conscious i mean they're not bad people but like this is not the right person for you but i've been in here two years and you know before you know it you're in a relationship for a few years that you ultimately deep down know this isn't the person for you 
And actually, if, I, if we were all more conscious about what we actually want in a partner, you know, what we have experienced before, it didn't work. And so one thing I've done and I did before and I do with my clients is looking back at your past relationships, as you just described, and saying, what didn't work? What was, where was my, where was I my best and where was I my worst? Like, where am I, where was my responsibility? But also, what are the traits of all the partners I've had before that kept being a consistent, why am I attracting the same kind of person? And honestly, all of my exes had, they all, all their names began, started with J. They were <laughs> all, all um, the elders in the family. They were all gone to university or college and dropped out. They all had very similar traits. They were all really lovely wow. people. Like nothing bad about my past. But they had so many similarities. But they also had the same similarities in their personality, which each time, it just wasn't, wasn't a match for me. But I kept picking the same kind of person, different countries, different background. But ultimately, the same fundamental things kept coming up. And it wasn't until I was like, okay <laughs> let's just take a pause why why am i keep picking the same people essentially which is what we all do we just repeat the pattern until we learn and exactly. then i learn i'm like okay then the next person i date i'm like this is a non-negotiable <laughs> these things these things cannot be part of my next relationship because i know it doesn't work for me and again consciously dating and consciously choosing yeah. our partners and it's not about looks necessarily it's about values it's about you know the person ultimately yeah yeah you're right thanks thanks for for sharing this but um <laughs> i'm curious what was the name of your n next partner after this decision <laughs> it it was different right <laughs> it's different and the, so he begins with d but okay. the funny thing and it's completely different but the the funny thing is is that in between the final j okay of my, and then meeting my current partner beginning with D is that I did meet another guy who had the exact same traits as the other ones. He was began with J. He was they all born in October, November. That was the other thing. Okay. They were all born in October, November. They all began with J. They'd all gone to uni but dropped out. And I met another guy in between. And I messaged my sister and she said, "How do you keep doing this?" And I said, "I'm not going to date him because I know he's a great guy, but he's not for me long term." But it was what it was honestly that like the universe was testing me. We're like. You sure? We're going to throw one yes. more at you. See what you do. See if you like your lesson. But, and then I eventually met yeah. my current partner. But that's amazing. You were aware of that situation and you stopped that consciously. It's amazing. It's it's not possible for many of us uh, many of the time because we are just, you know, uh, floating around. and <laughs> Exactly. And I think it's, I mean, mine's obviously more extreme because it's more hilariously coincidental, like all those kind of conscious similarities. But even if it's not as funny as the name and the year of birth, it's it's about knowing your patterns yeah. and then actively breaking them yourself in whatever way that looks like. <laughs> wow. Thanks for sharing all those beautiful tips and um, knowledge. <laughs> and is there anything else you would like to add before we end? Um, no, I think that's everything. I mean, obviously people can, if they're, you know, somewhat curious about the work that I do, I know you and I have so, so many crossovers and I'll be looking forward to sharing your work with my audience as well. But if anyone wants to reach out, as you can tell, I love a good chat. So feel free to, <laughs> to reach out, but you know, I, you can find me on Instagram at courage core. Um, yeah. and that's probably the best place to reach out to me. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Thanks, thanks, uh, Lauren. Thanks for being the guest of the day. And for everyone who is listening to, uh, thanks for being here and supporting us. And if you like to uh, reach Lauren, uh, I will share her freebie link in the captions. Have a lovely day and may the joy be with you. <laughs>